This is Geek Gab with your hosts, John, Brian, and me, Daddy Warpig. We are back. That's right, Geek Gab for the 21st of August, 2016. We are here to discuss the Hugo Rabbit Puppy Invasion. And we're going to dispense with the usual folder roll at the top of the show because apparently... The secret black-clad ninja squad of the evil, vile chorfs is screwing around with the internet in the neighborhood here at Geek Gab Central. Therefore, one of two things might possibly happen during the show. Either I will drop out or the show may drop out entirely. We are not sure. So rather than mess around, we're going to jump right into talking about the Hugos. So I watched the Hugo live stream last night. I'm going to bet large amounts of money that John did not. I did nothing. I don't even read, guys. You know that. And I also know that our co-host, Brian Niemeyer, who was one of the nominees for the Campbell Award for Best New Author, was involved in a panel discussion about the Hugo Awards while the awards were being broadcast live, they also discussed it. Him, Nick Cole, John C. Wright, and other luminaries of the field. I, by the way, was live tweeting it on Twitter, uh, so I was keeping the tweet bursts up on So, I don't know. Brian... What would be, if you could sum up the Hugos this year, very, very succinctly, what would be your summation? Limited rad pup, rabid puppies victory. Dang, that was succinct. Thank succinct. You. And at least according to the post, and we'll, uh, we'll get to... Why this is significant in me moments? At least according to the post Vox Day put up this morning, wrong. Have you had a chance to read that post yet? I have. Okay, so do you you find yourself at odds with him? You want to explain why you think he's wrong? What's no. what's this post we're talking about? <laughs> No, I, I agree with him. Like that, uh, he called it a limited rabid puppies victory in that post. We were talking about the same one. Because my impression, he said it was pretty thoroughly exactly what they were going for. Okay, let's back up for a second. Yeah. Um, the Hugo Awards, for those of you who have come to the show without knowing, were at one time the most prestigious award in sci-fi fandom handed out for the best 
they have since approximately the year 2000, sadly, fell into disrepute. They have been captured via a process known as log rolling, where I vote for you this year, and next year you vote for me, and the year after that, the two of us vote for someone else. About 40 people involved in a log rolling click managed to capture the Hugos and vote each other in for various uh, awards. So, in 2013, Larry Correa was up for a Hugo, was very excited, and lost, was told the reason why he lost was because he was a stupid scumbag right-wing jerk, and decided, or excuse me, in 2012 this happened, decided in 2013 to prove the point, because people scoffed at him when he said this, was something called the Campaign to Save Sad Puppies. The Campaign Against Puppy-Related Sadness. Nominated a couple of things, got voted down. A group of politically motivated people got mad. The next year he came back, nominated even more works, some of which got on the ballot, including work by an author called, uh, whose nom de plume is Vox Day. The reason why Larry Correa nominated Vox Day was, according to him, that because Satan himself did not have any eligible works that year. Vox Day was accused that year, 2014, of having rigged the Hugos, of having engaged in skullduggery, in vote manipulation, and other various nefarious techniques. Well, he was offended by this. Because, in his opinion, if he was going to rig the Hugos, by gum and by golly, he would do a better job than that. So last year, 2015, and this year, 2016, he proceeded to show the Hugo Awards what it has dominated nomination and voting process to the extent that all voting has taken place in the shadow of the maneuvers that him and his group have done. Along the way, he has revealed that Larry Correa's accusations of In point of fact, correct. A group of log rollers, politically motivated, ultra-left-wing log rollers, had captured the award and had been handing it out solely for the political content of the pieces in question, not for any actual quality. And here's why. 
I think last night was more than just a qualified victory for the rabid puppies. Which is a Brad Torgerson term we may discuss later in the show. Won awards their victory speeches, their self congratulatory chats in the live stream chat, their tweets on Twitter, their posts on Facebook were all about the race, the sex content of the stories they were not about the quality which goes to show that Larry Korea was right for these people it is about those things and not about the fiction not about the science fiction not about the art I'm kind of curious to hear about that, like what you guys saw and heard during the actual ceremonies themselves. I mean, I think the, the results kind of speak for themselves, but uh, but what was going on at the time? What was it like? Um, apparently my audio stream, because of the internet here, it's having lots of problems, so we're going to uh, turn this over to to Brian to take for a bit. Thank you. Yeah, like I was saying, I didn't actually watch the award show, but uh, various rabid puppies were hopefully providing us with uh, up-to-date reports on the winners in the chat. And the overall mood was uh, everyone was in very high spirits. A good time was had by all. Got to be on a panel with uh, author Nick Cole, and sci-fi grandmaster John C. Wright, also Appendix N author Jeff Rowe Johnson, and uh, Castle House editor Matt, as well as Vox. And um, we had a great time, and Vox confirmed that things were going pretty much according to plan. He did say that had two rabid puppy slate picks not dropped out, he would have gotten better results including, I believe, a novelette win. But the fact is, what I couldn't help noticing was the Worldcon Chorfs are now dancing to Vox's tune. They are in a position of having to react to everything he does. And if they don't realize that that's losing, they really need to brush up on their strategy and tactics. That's <laughs> well. We said it last year, right? When when uh, no award won, and they sent out that awful uh, that sphincter award to a bunch of people. That uh, I mean, they they I couldn't believe. How did they not realize that they were just doing exactly what Vox Day wanted? Uh, they're just they just seem so blinded by everything. There, I mean, how blind? That's a great term. You have to be to not only ensure that Dr. Jerry Purnell, who's 
been in sci-fi, who's been defining the genre for longer than any of the three of us have been alive, to not only ensure that he loses, but devote him below no award. Now, for those out there who aren't familiar with uh, Worldcon Inside Baseball, in the Hugo Ballots, no award is an option that's treated just like another nominee, okay? So there are five slots, but there are six potential choices, including no award and the five nominees. Now, if on your ballot you include no award, anything that you vote below no award, it's a statement by you that those works or authors do not deserve consideration for a Hugo. So, as a group, last night the Chorf said that Dr. Jerry Purnell did not deserve to even be nominated for a Hugo. Let that sink in for a minute. So that's akin to saying that Isaac Asimov and Robert Heinlein don't deserve consideration for a Hugo. It's insane, and it's a total betrayal of the tradition that they claim to be the experts on and the the, the skyons of. And he's not the only one they did it to. They know awarded Tony Weisskopf and artist Larry Elmore. And I'm not going to put myself in that lofty company, but but me, I finished in sixth place out of five. And I mean, heck, I, I've been saying publicly since the nominations were announced that they were going to do that. I mean, uh, some commenters at File 770 pretty much spilled the beans on that one. But at this point, what I say is insult me all you want. I don't really care. But that is a middle finger to my readers who nominated me. <laughs> so, of course, this means war. Well, you guys, uh, even long before any of this happened, you guys were talking about, you know, just ignoring the Hugos from now on and focusing on the the Dragon Awards, right, at uh, Dragon Con? Right, well, the Dragons are coming up now. I'm nominated for that. Uh, Nicole and John, who were on the conference with me last night, also are. And here's what I'm going to say right now. Worldcom has proven itself to be an insular, ossified, clickish organization that, like Dido Warpig said, just scratch each other's backs, just log roll and give each other participation medals. They're out of touch. I mean, again, no awarding Dr. Jerry Purnell is the definition of out of touch. The Dragons are a populist award. There is no fee necessary. Anyone with an internet connection can vote for them, and uh, if DW will be so kind as to include a link to where you can register for a free ballot for the Dragons below, that would be great, because I'm going to predict right now that the sad and rabid puppies' favorites, who already make up 40% of the nominees of the Dragon Ballot, when they are put up against the chore favorites, like N.K. Jemison. And like Scalzi, well, old Scalzi wisely backed out already. So if you kind of see him as a weathercock where the wind is blowing, I think this supports my hypothesis here. Give me a blowout. You know, this will be a fair competition on an even playing field between the masses of general sci-fi fandom who've never heard of the fifth season and Larry Correa and Jim Butcher and John C. Wright. Yeah, the, those are the ones that that really um, 
the one that really uh, surprised me is uh, Jim Butcher. Um, this guy can't get this guy can't get any love. I, he's um, he's one of my favorite authors, and and you know I don't read. Um, and and I sure hope Larry Correa got better because um, I, I believe I mentioned it earlier on uh, on a different show. I I read Monster Hunter International uh, when it was free on Amazon, and I wasn't impressed at all. Um, Larry has considerably leveled up. I I hope so. I hope so because because uh, he's got a huge fan base. A lot of people love his stuff, and so and you can only get better, right, with all that practice. Exactly. Um, but he like. Has. But but I mean Jim Butcher's on another level. Like he's he he's another tier yes. uh, above that. It's crazy that people are no awarding that stuff. Uh, it, just d- despite it you know just in just despite him just or just despite the the puppies rather. Yeah, I don't think they no awarded Jim this year. They knew better than that because this is his hometown, oh. right? Yeah, they did last year. But it does show they're somewhat capable of, of learning. Negative feedback can teach them not to touch the electric fence at least one time out of 15. But you're right. I mean, you look at Jim Butcher, and getting back to what you said, yeah, I've, I've recently read, in like the last couple of years, both MHI and I'm working on Son of the Black Sword, Larry's newest book, and it's, it's night and day. His style and his voice are still there, but the craft is not just on the next level compared to MHI, it's on a completely different plane. So he definitely deserves it. Okay, okay. So we didn't we didn't even actually talk about the results. Um, I, the Hugo Awards uh, did post the actual results for, for the story. So, so it looks like... I'm just scanning this really quick. So... Yeah. Uh, the the best novel was the fifth season by N.K. Jemisin. Did you read that one? No. So that that would be the one that was up against Jim Butcher's The Aeronauts Windless, which right. if I if I had been a paying member, I would have voted for that one because I thought it was fantastic. Um, and no award went to best related work, which that was the um, that was the Vox Day category, right? S.J. Dubs always lie and a couple others. That was something else. Yeah, let's. Let's uh, train the microscope to, microscope on that one, because I think this is the mistake that is really going to end up biting the chorfs in the back in the long run. It's not just the Vox Day category. That category includes two very important works. One, Safe Space as Rape Room, and two, The Story of Moira Grayland, both of which document the long and sordid history of child sexual abuse in the sci-fi community including at Worldcon. And they voted those under no award. Let me speak as a Catholic for a moment, folks, okay? Attempting to whitewash or suppress evidence of child molestation <laughs> in your community does not end well. I, sh- I, sh- I shouldn't... I'm, I'm going to hell for laughing at that, but it's true. If anybody should know about that, it's the Catholics. It's, it's been right. a huge scandal. Yeah. I mean, and everybody know, has known about it for decades. Yeah, and now they just try to sweep it under the rug. I mean, if if those works might not have won, because people argued, oh, well, they're not works of science fiction. Well, they're in best related work, okay? They're definitely related to the field of science fiction, because that's where <laughs> these enormities were happening, okay? I could see them not necessarily winning, but just nuking the whole category, 
Methinks thou dost protest too much, Chorfs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. There's there's a couple of other interesting things here. Uh, best short story, the title is called Cat Pictures, Please. I don't... May, maybe they liked it because it, it's relevant to the internet. Um, best novella, um, Binti by Nnedi Okorafor. Okorafor. We're going to go with that, guys. Published, a, and not notable for, for the um, obviously unpronounceable name, but published by Tor.com. That would be the only Tor winner I see on the list. Uh, what else jumps out at me? Um, so the best dramatic presentation short form, i.e. best TV episode, uh, was a Jessica Jones episode. Did you see this one, a.k.a. Smile? No, I haven't watched Jessica Jones yet. I just uh, got done with yeah, I, I, Daredevil, Stranger Things. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Daredevil because if I recall correctly, uh, Daredevil, uh, its best episode of the first season was also a finalist for that same one. And Daredevil's going on, I think they're going to try to do a third season, aren't they? And Jessica Jones has yeah. already been canceled. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I do know that, yeah, Daredevil season three, we're going to have to wait for it a bit. It's coming in 2018 because i got to do like Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and I think Defenders first. Oh. But yeah. But no, that, that's a good point. It just shows how out of touch with the mainstream the average Worldcon voter is. And when we go over to Dragon Con next month, I think you're going to see a total reversal of this. And as a matter of fact, it is my intention to win the Dragon Award for Best Horror Novel. I'm going to go from 6 out of 5 in the Hugos to number 1 at the Dragons. That That is my goal. Hey man, shoot for it. You can do it, actually. I think you can. Thanks, I appreciate it. I appreciate the support of all my readers, and I'm frankly pissed off not for me, but it World kind of decided to flip them the bird. Yeah. So I I work for you guys. You know, you're, you're my bosses. I, I'm not going to let this aggression stand, man. You know? Uh, Sir? The, 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 I, I approve. I approve. Um, let me see. Oh, chat's telling me that uh, Jessica Jones has a second season. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what TV show I was thinking of. There must, oh, have been an, must have been another one, uh, uh, similar one that was uh, canceled. All right, okay, you, guys, thank you. You, you guys in the chat, let me know. Is, is Jessica Jones worth watching? Is it a good show? Let's hear about that. They're saying not without David Tennant. You can see that. So uh, we were talking about Jim Butcher, and, uh, and, and um, no award basically got uh, nothing. You know, everybody liked... It. Nobody got voted under no award, but... Um, uh, the Aeronauts win list got the least number of votes. It was uh, it was basically lost in the second, like in the third pass of voting. Oh, there you go, really quick. Uh, Agent Carter was canceled. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. Like Wait, aren't they the same? Wait, what's the difference? <laughs> I honestly, in my mind, they were the same show. What what is what the heck is Jessica Jones then? That's telling. Jessica Jones is about the ex superhero who becomes like a private eye and. It's more like grim and gritty, apparently. That sounds like it could be potentially interesting if it was really, you know, like a noir homage. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him again. David Tennant is the villain, and I like the man's stuff, so it could be worth watching just for him. Who? Uh, refresh my memory on who David Tennant is. Uh, let's see. He was in Fright Night, played Peter Vincent in the remake, and then he, most famously, he was Doctor Who after Eccleston. Oh, okay. 
Great. I hate to I, like I, I I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who are interested in the Hugo Awards and sci-fi in general. Um, I hate Doctor Who. It's terrible. There, just get the unpopular opinion out of oh, the way. No. Uh, a couple of oh, wow. what what else was interesting here in the um, I disavow oh, this man. So, uh, best fan cast got no award. Of course, the show favorite here was Razor Fist or uh, the, the Geek Gab itself. But I mean, even understanding none of those, neither of those were realistically going to make it. Uh, there was another finalist who was uh, really upset about that. Do you, can you talk about that? Well, yeah, the, the guy from Hello Greedo, which I've only seen one episode of, but uh, seemed awesome. He went ahead and released his acceptance speech that he'd pre-recorded as a protest against Worldcon. And they've just given Razor more grist for the mill. I mean, he is, he is on a, a vintage tear. It's about, oh, really? Meticulously researched videos on, on the Shadow and Pulp Comics. Not worthy of consideration for an award. Yeah, go to hell. And I'm, yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but... Yeah, I mean, exactly. Uh-huh. You, you can imagine a bunch of mid-America con folks uh, maybe being turned off by Razor Fist's <laughs> You know, tone and style and everything, and especially his uh, his uh, what I presume are his politics. Uh, but yeah, yeah he's, he's, I think he's a Goldwater Republican. You can pretty much fit him in that box. Yeah, that sounds fair. That sounds fair. But uh, you could, it, it, but if you if you set all that stuff aside and watch the shadow uh, videos, which I did, uh, they're amazing. I I've never been interested in the shadow. You know, I'm not a comics guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that those were great videos. Like I learned a lot about the shadow and what he meant. Um, if, if if those people, if the voters had really actually watched those things, they would have actually found something interesting there. That's what's great about Razor Fist. He teaches you while you learn. <laughs> but now, getting back to Daddy Warpig's question earlier, and I think the miscommunication over Vox's post. So Vox gave a rundown of the results of the Hugos this morning, and then quoted. The closest thing to an impartial third-party observer is a dude who runs this uh, on a culture and sci-fi blog called The Rev. And back in April, when the Hugo nominees were released, The Rev said, if any other Castelli House work wins Best Related Work or second place is to no award, then the Rabbit Puppies have obtained a limited victory over the Hugos. And Between Light and Shadow, an exploration of the fiction of Gene Wolfe, did just that. It came in second under Best Related Work to No Award. So the victory condition has been fulfilled there. That's all I was referring to. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, I want to switch back to another um, category that's really interesting to me. And this is probably the most geek gab of all geek gab uh, <laughs> um, categories. Dramatic presentation long form. Uh, that, which is movies. A um, couple things jump out at me um, looking at this list. So The Martian won, but The Martian was up against... Uh, check, check out this competition. Mad Max Fury Road was the second finalist. Mm-hmm. And then Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Ex Machina. And, mm. and Avengers Age of Ultron. I, I don't know about you, I liked all of those movies. I think Star Wars belongs in the trash can, but I enjoyed watching it while I was sitting in the theater. But think no, about no, that... No, 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 I haven't seen it really quick. I haven't seen Ex Machina, although everyone keeps telling me I need to, and I just keep forgetting. But otherwise, yes, okay, I will second your opinion there. 
Th- yeah, think about that. Like, Martian was a good movie, right? It, it, and it was a, it was a, it was science fiction. It was technically science fiction. Uh, you know, based on a, a famous story, I guess, for people who read. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe that, maybe that's where it got all that support. But um, well, actually, it won because of the rabid puppies. We've done the analysis. I, I wasn't involved in it, but yeah, if you look at the results that Worldcon published, because they published a breakdown of the voting in each round in each category. Mad yeah, Max, that's what I'm looking at here, yeah. Yeah, Mad Max started out on top. And in fact, in the Campbells, Alyssa Wong started out ahead of Andy Weir, the author of The Martian. But if you look at how it cascades, because with the, I think it's um, an Australian ballot or something, the lowest voted entry in each category gets removed at the end of each round, and it's added to the, the higher ones, but yeah, like the, the difference between Andy Weir winning and losing those categories is directly attributable to the Rabbit Puppies. That's funny. That's interesting that you chose that one because that, that is the most that is the most puppy movie I think in that list. Like even more so than the Avengers. That's like the like popcorn fun science fiction. Um, where where like as far as if. If you look at the the Chorfs and the Hugo voters as sort of like these stodgy message fix types, um, how do they not go for Ex Machina? I get like that's the Oscar bait of these movies, right? Well, as Bradford Walker in the chat pointed out, Fury Road was really popular with SJWs because of Furiosa. Really? Yeah. All right. It was well, kind of a pain to feminism. Even though the movie's actual plot contradicts that premise, but oh well. Yeah, that's, that's, I was going to right. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I mean, yeah. She's. She, it's great that there's a you know buzz cut woman being awesome in the movie. But did you actually watch the movie? Uh, and 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 that the most interesting character being what was his name? Nux. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, you absolutely must see Ex Machina. I think it would have been my vote, although. Um, Mad Max and The Martian and the every basically all of those things, but Star Wars I would have put above no award. They're that good. That was a great selection. Yeah. So, so I'm only. Solid. I mean, the, there were really big snubs. I guess there were big snubs in some of the categories, but no award. It looks only like only took three categories. Yeah, it uh, it didn't take as many as last time, which kind of disappointed Vox a bit. But if you look at it, there were five other categories where RP backed the Chorfs into a corner where they had to make a choice between either no award or SJW choice X, which was usually horrible drac, you know, like cat pictures of the fifth season. And it forced them to delegitimize their own award, which is brilliant. Yeah, well, All right. they, they have no foresight. We are out of time. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry for the technical problems on my end, folks. Uh, check us out on iTunes, on Google Play, and on YouTube. And uh, we're signing off for today, but we will be back.